It is the Big Sports Breakfast. Ryan Phelan in for Jared Middleton this morning. Laurie Daly and Michael Clark still with me, uh, the boys. Um, what's on for the weekend, actually? Isn't it just so great? You know, footyathon. It's just a footyathon. Yep. You know, you've got racing. And you sort of sit here, Clarky, and you sort of think, well, how am I going to structure my weekend? It's almost like you need to set two TVs up in your lounge room. That could be done. You've probably got that. No, I don't, but it could be done. You can drag one from another room if you have to. Yeah. Get a laptop set up. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of TV, isn't it? It's just a footy weekend and exciting footy as well. I don't reckon I've been this excited to watch an AFL game. Like, I don't mind AFL, but I don't. Very rarely do I sit and watch the entire game unless there's emotional connection, unless you, one of your mates is mm. playing or um, you go to the game or you have you bring the boys around and you were around to watch the footy. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just – I reckon the Swannies – I reckon the Swannies are going win-win. Well, I, I really do. In both codes – I can't recall a final series where all matches have been so close and thrilling. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's never been a one-sided drubbing, you know, in both the rugby league and the AFL. I want to see Para win as well. I, I don't know why. I, I, even because of what's happened this morning mm. with this um, this release of, of the survey, I feel like it's a real personal attack on on Para and certainly Brad Arthur, the timing of it. So I don't know. I just feel like it's really pushed me to, I hope Para win and stick it up a few people. Yeah. I think it'll you know? unite them. I think they'll rally today. I think they'll be hard to beat, but you know, the Raiders come into this game with good form. Um, it'll be tough down there. Well, at Combank stadium. Raiders are playing great footy at the moment as well. Yeah. They've got, they got all the momentum in regards to you look at, the last two months, they've just they've come really good at the right time, haven't they? Is that coaching laws, or is that is there a bit of luck involved there? Like, look at the look at the oh, way they started the season. Yeah, it was I mean, a shambles. Yeah, but if you look at the way they started, they lost their nine in the first game. Yeah, true. And then they didn't true. have their halfback until halfway through the season. Yeah, and since the seven has been back, and they've got Zach Wolford to the club they've started to form a really strong combination and got young Tommy Starling coming off the bench. I think it was, someone said to me the other day, I think since Jamal has figured he's been in the team, they've won, I think it was nine from 12 or something like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. So his influence has been massive. Um, and they've got stability there. They've got experienced players. They're confident. But it'll be difficult tonight, but mm. we'll see how we go. Mm. We mentioned on the show yesterday the retirement of one of the greats of Australian cricket. And you had some lovely words to say, Clarkie, about Rachel Haynes, the Australian vice-captain. She retired after making her debut in 2009. She had 167 appearances for the Green and Gold, 19 half-centuries in one-day internationals. It's been a stellar career both on and off the field. And uh, it's our pleasure to say good morning to Rachel Haynes. And, uh, Rachel, congratulations on a wonderful career. Um, how did you know it was the right time? Oh, hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I think probably the, the thing that stood out in the end was I, um, I've always been a player who's been, had one eye on the, on the future and, and pretty excited about all things to come. And, yeah, I just realised that perhaps I, I wasn't wasn't as excited as what I used to be about getting ready for, for some of the, the cricket we have coming up. And I thought that 
uh, that was probably a good sign that it was time to step away. Rach, congratulations. Amazing career. Uh, not only have you been a phenomenal player, but I think your leadership has been underrated as well. And, and that's probably credit to Meg as well. She's such a superstar and been a great captain, but I think you've played a, a massive role uh, with your leadership in and around getting this Australian women's team to, you know, to be one of the, the all-time great Australian sporting teams. So, you know, you, you walk away at an amazing time. I think the girls at the moment have got a really good balance of youth and experience experience in your eyes what does the future look like for this Australian team yeah look it's a an interesting question I think you are right they're they're in a a bit of a sweet spot at the Mm. moment in that there is a good balance and it's probably one of the things that the the squad has done really well is despite the fact that we have experienced that success over a period of time they've also made a, a real effort to to bring in new players throughout that too so I suppose I don't walk away a little bit nervous or, or wondering uh, potentially what, what might happen or will there be some blips along the way. But, yeah, no no doubt over the, the coming years there, there may be um, some more transition, but I think mm. it's really exciting. It'll provide some more energy into the team, some new energy and, and some experiences for players who, you know, have been knocking on the door for national selection for a couple of years and been really unlucky to miss out. What about women's cricket in general, Rach, how far has it come and, you know, do you see it continuing to grow and, and, and what's been, I guess, some of the defining factors to get uh, women's cricket where it is today? Yeah, it certainly has changed over the, the course. Of, you know, probably the, the biggest thing that stands out has been the professionalisation of the game during mm. that time and I think that's, that's shown just how much of an impact it can have in terms of for the playing group, just having that time to be to be able to put into yeah. developing your skill and um, you know match experience, all those sorts of things, which contribute to your learning and your understanding of the game, and then your ability to to execute your skill under pressure. So that's probably the the really big thing that stands out. And obviously, there's been a, a lot of work going behind the scenes as well to make sure that there's good structures in place to support that and, and full time staff and all those sorts of things. So. It's been a, a really incredible time to play through. I think there's still some things that we can improve on. Probably the big thing internationally, if you look at all the countries, is everyone's at a, a very different point in time. Probably England, India, Australia are, have got their noses well out in front at the moment. So it's just ensuring that, um, yeah, for all those other nations, no one gets left behind. Rachel, was it a hard decision considering you know, there's a T20 World Cup coming up and you know did you think about that or you just thought I've just had enough and it's best for me to say goodbye now yeah it did I did have a quick think about it and obviously that's on the horizon probably the nature of international cricket these days is there's always a big event around the corner and particularly Mm. with the the ICC and how they've scheduled their tournaments it's almost uh one every 12 months in terms in terms of a marquee event so um yeah, I did, I guess, look at that a little bit, but I just recognised that it, it probably wouldn't be fair if I, I continued to play and, and take a spot knowing how I'm, I'm feeling and knowing how hard it is and how hard the, the team work um, to have the success that, that we have and, and do. So, yeah, I just think it's a, a good way to finish, um, to play back in, in England where I started my career and uh, get a, a gold medal at the Com Games as well was, was pretty cool. So, 
yeah, I, I feel very, very happy to, to walk away now and I'm looking forward to watching from in the stand. Yeah. Rachel, I know you're playing uh, for Thunder again this season, but did you consider even walking away from international stuff and just playing a bit of the 2020 circuit? Uh, yeah, I, I did a little bit, but I just know that um, I'm probably at that stage in my life where I want to move on to, to other things yeah. and to be able to devote time to continue to get ready to play in those tournaments Mm. I suppose it, it would need to, to make sense if I'm going to be foregoing other opportunities. So, um, yeah, I think from, from my perspective, the, the best thing is to finish off uh, playing WBBL in, in this Australian summer and, and then uh, have a, a short break and move on to what's next. I was about to ask you what's next. Is it staying involved <laughs> in cricket? There's definitely something there, Loza. <laughs> Look, I, look, to be perfectly honest, I don't have a, a very good plan in place. But, um, look, I've spent most of my career preparing for this moment in a, a lot of ways. I finished my MBA last year and, um, yeah, I'd like to put that to good use. So, uh, as I said, I haven't I haven't got a, a set plan, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take a short break and, and then um, look at, at what opportunities are out there. Well, Rachel, once again, congratulations on just a wonderful career and representing our country in, in such a stellar way as you have. And look, enjoy retirement. I know we haven't lost you uh, totally. As Clarkie mentioned, you're still going to be uh, going around for the Sydney Thunder and the WBBL, and we'll still get to see a little bit of you. But thanks once again, and also for joining us on the Big Sports Breakfast. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Rachel Haynes joining us this morning. Now, this spring carnival, Foxtel customers have the chance to win a share of $75,000 just for watching some of the best racing on Sky Channel with cash on offer across every Group 1 race day. So you just tune in, you spot the code word, and then you enter the draw. So this weekend, be watching Sky Racing's George Main Stakes Day. That coverage is on Foxtel. And just keep your eyes peeled for your chance to pocket $5,000. Terms and conditions apply. Head to skyracing.com.au forward slash Foxtel for more information. And speaking of tips, a lot of people might have missed some of the tips that we've had earlier from Adam Pengelly, Ali Mosley, Brad Davidson, and even Peter Lagogiani, Greyhound trainer. I will recap all of those in a half an hour from now, 10 minutes to nine, just before we go to DS for Racing HQ. It is the Big Sports Breakfast. Great to have your company this morning. If you miss Loz's Sticky Wings Multi a little bit earlier, it's still up on the Tab app. You just go to Sports, Today's Offers, and you'll see the Sticky Wings BSB Multi there. So, Loz, just for all of our listeners this morning, recap what you're doing, and we're racing on a heavy eight at the moment at Randwick. And it will be at Randwick tomorrow, feels so. So this is what we're doing. Race six, number five, Zoo got you to run top two. Race seven, number three, NMO to win. Race eight, number four, Marzu to run top four. And if all those three horses can do that for us, that will be paying $8. Eight bucks, juicy odds. Really looking forward to seeing how that all unfolds tomorrow. As I mentioned, I'll uh, recap a lot of those tips at about 10 minutes to nine, just before we uh, throw to Racing HQ. But if you want to uh, catch up on them as well, those interviews, they're available on the Sky Sports Radio podcast as well. You can listen to those full interviews. Well, 
Jason Maloney, the Victorian, he's risen to number one in the WBO and WBC boxing rankings in the bantamweight division. He's really one of the most exciting forces as far as boxing goes on in this country. And he's only as recently as yesterday been named on the undercard of the upcoming George Cambosis fight against Devin the Dream Haney. Tab, of course, is a major sponsor of this event. And Jason joins us this morning. G'day, Jason. You must be excited to be a part of what's going to be an exciting night of boxing. Yeah, g'day, mate. Yeah, absolutely stoked, mate. Can't wait to get in there, uh, put on a great fight in, in, at Rob Aver Arena and um, earn myself a shot at the world title, which is what we've been working towards. Jace, great to speak to you, buddy. Mate, you must be full of confidence. I know you had a, a little setback uh, not long ago, but your last three fights... You've been on fire. You must be pumped and ready to go. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Um, I feel like I'm in great form. Um, yeah, my confidence is high. And I've uh, just been working hard, mate, to get this opportunity to fight for a world title again because yeah. um, I've obviously had that opportunity twice so far in my career and unfortunately just fallen short. But mm. um, I feel like I'm a much more complete fighter now. I've really learnt from those, uh, those losses. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait, mate. been working hard. Just got to win this fight on October the 16th, and I'll, I'll get my my third top, third chance at uh, becoming world champion and achieving my dreams, and making sure that at this time I grab that opportunity with both hands and, and get that belt around my waist. Yeah, you will, buddy. I've got no doubt, mate. Tell us about that. You say you've learned, and you're a you're a, um, a, a different fighter now, or you feel more confident. What's changed, and has it been about the defeats? Like, do you feel like you've learned more about yourself? by the fights you've lost more so than the fights you've won? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think you definitely do. Obviously, no one wants to lose. Uh, that's not the goal at all. But yeah. I feel like I really did learn a lot from those from those losses. Um, and I think that's, you know, just my greatest asset is that I, I'm just always striving to get better. Mm. And I've been up here in northern New South Wales training with Angelo Hyder for, for five years now. And we've really put all the puzzles together. Uh, I feel like I'm a complete fighter now. And, yeah, just getting better and better every day. But um, I feel like I'm really right at the top of my game now and, and ready to win that belt and become world champion. Jason, I've heard Clarkie speak on this program a number of times about you and your brother, and he cannot believe how hard you actually train. And he said you two are the, the hardest training fighters I don't, uh, know how still, a, I don't know how they still get on because they punch each other that hard in the <laughs> ring. But I want to ask you, mate, as you get older, <laughs> yeah. do, do you find you have to train harder or have you learnt a bit more about how you react to your body and what your body's telling you to do rather than just going flat out and, and sort of, yeah, doing as much as you possibly can without thinking about your body? Yeah, well, you got you got to listen to your body, but I also just listen to Angelo Hyde, my coach, I... I'm the sort of bloke that just wants to train hard every single day and just push and push and push. But he's great at, at watching me and, and watching how I'm, I guess, how I'm looking and how I'm feeling and how sharp I am. And he's constantly just trying to pull me back and say, you know, have a rest day or let's pull it up here. Or, you know, he's trying to trying to keep me fresh to make sure that um, we don't leave all the good work in the gym and that we actually are peaking at the right time on fight night and ready to go. So... Yeah, I've got a great coach uh, that's looking after me. Uh, if it's up to me, I just go, go, go. But we've got it all worked out now, and um, 
make sure that we bring the best performance to the ring. Jace, also I wanted to speak to you about, I've always said, you and Andrew are the silent assassins. You're so quiet. There's never, you know, you see in boxing a lot of people always spruiking or trying to create a war to, to build attention, and, and you and Andrew have never done that. So what does a stage like this mean for you, mate? The fact that you get to, to fight in front of so many people, so many people watching, um, the build-up for obviously George Cambosis as well. Is this what... You know, fighters like you and Andrew that aren't going to go out and and pump your own tyres up. Is this what you need? Yeah, this is unreal. You know, um, we've always just been ourselves, me and Andrew. We're not we're not that cocky, brash people who, yeah. who you know tell everyone how good they are. We just quietly work hard in the gym and um, let the performances do the talking. And this like this fight will definitely get us up. Um, you know, fighting at Rod Laver Arena that's a dream come true. And as good as it was fighting at Marvel Stadium last time and walking out in front of 41,000 people, that was just incredible. But Rod Laver Arena, for a fan's perspective, this is a, as good a fight venue as you'll find anywhere in the world. The atmosphere at that place is going to be just electric. And, um, yeah, to have the, the semi-main event slot and such a big fight, you know, this is a world title eliminator against the world number two. Um, you know, if that doesn't get you up, then nothing will. So I'll be raring to go and, and can't wait to get in there and, and have a great fight and earn that shot at the world title. WBO and WBC world number one bantamweight Jason Maloney with us this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast. Jason, before we let you go, obviously being on the undercard of um, George Cambosis and Devin Haney, this is a rematch. How do you see that match playing out? Yeah, it's great. It's great they're doing it again. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really want George to go well, and hopefully he's, I guess, made some adjustments from that first fight. I'm sure he'll be extremely hungry to win those belts back. So I'm sure he's putting together a good game plan and, and coming in even more determined this time for the second time round. And, yeah, I'm, I'm backing George and hope he can pull it off and, and win those belts because, um, you know, that, what George has done for Australian boxing and having these sort of events, um, you know, in Australia and broadcast right around the world. It's really putting Australian boxing back on the map. So we need this success, and I hope it goes well. Well, Jason, uh, good luck on the undercard. As I mentioned, um, we're all right behind you, and you're doing great things at the moment in the world of boxing. Uh, nothing but the top for you, and we'll chat to you when you, you get even higher up that ladder next time on the Big Sports Breakfast. Good luck, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Legends. Always appreciate your support, mate. Can't wait. Jason Maloney joining us this morning. Now, delicious flaky pastry on top. Oh, I'm getting hungry. A bottom which has rolled extra thin. (laughs) (laughs) What about 100% lean beef? Are you lean beef? I'm not bothered. Can you taste the difference? Uh, I can't taste the difference. No, I can't taste the difference. What do they call? There's like there's there's what do they call it? Premium mints or lean mints? Lean mints I, can, yeah. I can't taste the difference. Well, you'd both so go I'm not to lean every time. No, but you? that's I don't. It doesn't bother me, mate. Seriously, if you're worried about the fat on mints, you're. It's okay, to drink, it's okay to drink forty beers, <laughs> but I got to go the lean mints. I don't think so. Any meat is good meat, in my opinion. Yep. But, of course, we're talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies that you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are just simply bursting with flavour. There's heaps of flavours to choose from, as we mentioned, whether it's beef or lean beef. So here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. Do it while you're watching the footy tonight. They are available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. Remember, we are located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, ask for Gallo's Pies by name. Gallo's Pies, they're thin on pastry. 
Big on meat. Now, with footy finals fast approaching, it's time to crack open a couple of furfies with your mates and enjoy some unbelievable moments. Whether it's bearing witness to a six-beer carry in a crowded pub, fitting five mates onto a three-seater sofa for the game, or actually witnessing footy history unravelling on the screen in front of you, unbelievable moments pair perfectly with a furfie. So grab a case to share with your mates this footy finals. And speaking of footy finals, I'll ask you both. Obviously, after a week of headlines that were dominated by the refereeing decisions uh, last weekend, particularly by Ashley Klein, let's let's conjure up some positive headlines after these NRL finals on Sunday. Who's going to be the game-breaker that'll be the headline grabbers, do you think, out of these two games? Obviously, Parramatta taking on the Raiders and the Sharks uh, in their game against the Rabbitohs. Well, let's hope we're not talking about the referees for starters on Monday morning. I think I, I'd like to think every ref, the, the, the guys that are refing all footy finals around the country, all codes, are thinking that going into this weekend as well. They, the best refs in these games we don't talk about. Um, for mine, I, I, I've said, I said yesterday, I think Mitchell Moses, I think there's been a lot of talk about, is he fit to play? Is he 100%? I, I think he's going to play, and I think he's going to... If Parrot are to win, I think he's best on ground. He, he's going to he's gonna have to get man of the match, and I think he's got it in him. I think he's been waiting for this stage, to be honest. Um, obviously, a lot of expectation on Parra. Uh, Raiders are playing great footy, but for mine, I, I think he's going to have his best game of the season and get Parramatta over the line. So he's my he's my pick for player of the weekend, mm. put it that way. Okay. When I watch the look at these two teams play, if they play the way I'm expecting them to play, it'll be a great game of footy tonight. Mm. There'll be a lot of ball movement and there'll be some great tries scored and there'll be plenty of collisions in the middle, there'll be offloads and it'll be a, a really entertaining game. Then I'll look at the South Cronulla game and I think this could be more of a game where it's a bit bit tighter, a bit more dour, um, but you look at the game breakers and you can't go past Cody and Latrell for South, so I think they have to play well, but there's something about this South, to, uh, the Sharks team that's just been flying under the radar all year and I think they'll fly under the radar again in this contest and I think they just get the job done and I think if they're to win... I think you'll see another standout performance from Nico Hines. I was going to ask about Nico Hines. Like, is he the type of player that he's, you know, is he has he got superstar in him, X Factor, or is he more? He, he's so people say he's so good because he just does the one percenters over and over and over again. What type? What style of player is he? For me, when I look at Nico and I watch him play, yeah, his temperament. Yeah, okay. He doesn't get flustered. Yeah, okay. So in a key position, you know eight or nine times out of ten. Yeah, he's a banker. He, he's he's going to make that yeah, right okay. decision. And they're the players. And under pressure, you want what you that. want. Yeah, of course. You know, you know what it's like under pressure. Yeah. Some team, someone that has all the ability in the world. No, they control the and game, on the, don't on, they? on the front foot, it's good. Yeah, but, but when you're under a bit of pressure, what's their decision-making yeah. like? So for for me, I look at Nico game. and go, you know what? 
you just know that he's going to make that right decision mm. most times. Mm. We'll get onto yeah, the tab app and you'll find Loz's lock on there as well for the weekend's footy. And you'll also find the Sticky Wings BSB Multi. You just go to Sports Today's Offers and Loz's Sticky Wing Multi is still there only for a few more minutes. So you've got to shop now if you want to be a part of it, Loz. And it is? Uh, all at Randwick tomorrow, it feels like. We're going race six, number five, Zoo Gotcha to place, uh, well, not to place, to run top two. And then Ramwick race seven, number three, Enemo to win. Into race eight, number four, Marzu to finish top four. And if you want to be a part of that Sticky Wings BSB multi, you can get eight bucks for that now. Very, very good odds. Let's talk football now. And that is what we do every single Friday with Phil Moss. Good morning, Mossy. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Very, very well. Good to be Great talking with you. Great to you in the hot seat. I have to say the highlight of my week, do you want to know what it is? What is it? He's sitting very close to you. <laughs> Mate, what a stouse that was, Parky. Oh, with the buzz. Mate, wait till this <laughs> Monday. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait and see what happens this Monday when I get him back on the show. Old buzzy boy. You set my whole, you set the whole week up. It was just brilliant radio. Yeah, we were talking about headline grabbers before. It was Clarky and Buzz Mate. earlier in the week, wasn't it? Oh, Clarky is the headline grabber. Mate. I'll put him front page next Monday. Don't worry about that. Bring him in the studio. <laughs> Me and the youngster will have a proper stink. Me and Buzz. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk football, Mossy. Um, before we get on to the Socceroos, just want to talk about Ange, Postacoglu and Celtic drawing... One all against Shakhtar Donetsk. They went up early in that game, albeit an own goal, but got away with a one-all draw. So their Champions League campaign, what's your thoughts? Good, good. Uh, I have to say, I know you know the results uh, probably suggest otherwise uh, against Real Madrid and uh, and then Shakhtar, as you said. They, they, prob- they should have closed that game out against Shakhtar. Um, that, that'll be burning Ange, no doubt. But uh, against Real Madrid, at Celtic Park, they were very good for the first hour until until Real Madrid got their first goal. And that's got to be promising. Like, against a side like Real Madrid, um, 14 times winners. Um, and then Shakhtar, they had the chances to close it out, didn't. But Ange's comments after the game, I think, are spot on. The, the, the results will come if they keep playing that way in Europe against the, the big clubs and Shakhtar, and they were near uh, Real Madrid, of course. But, um, you know, for Celtic's first... 4A back into the Champions League, first 4A for Ange and, and Harry Kill standing next to him. Mm. Um, I think they've shown some really good signs. Uh, Mossy, before we talk Socceroos, I just want to talk to you a bit about Dwight York and what he's done for MacArthur. And I know you're a huge believer in as many uh, Aussie coaches getting opportunities as possible, but is this is this doing what what I guess you and a lot of people have said you know being able to bring whether it is overseas players international players or coaches to Australia is this are, are we seeing the benefit of this look time will tell in the a league Clarky, but yeah. the early signs are very good mate like you know the, awesome. the way you set uh, the all stars team out against Barcelona yep. the performance in that game Albeit a friendly was was exceptional. I've I've had some contact with Dwight since he's arrived. He's very keen to get involved with the coaches' association and the game at a broader level, and just MacArthur, which I think is is fantastic. Um, he brings a wealth of experience under as a player under some incredible managers, uh, none more so than Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, so so there's no doubt with a mindset like his, he will add to the game, and the game here needs big names. There's, there's, we can't shy away from that, whether they're in a playing shirt or in the technical area. Um, what I, I guess what I stand by is, is 
we've got some excellent coaches here in Australia and uh, I, I don't like seeing foreigners take the positions of local coaches when they're, when they're good enough or if they don't come to Australia and, and add more to the game than what was here before they arrived. And, and I think the early signs with Dwight are very, very good. I want to mention two players out of that game the other night, um, Mossy. Daniel Azani, um, where's he at with his career at the moment? And do you know much about this 13-year-old, 13-year-old goalkeeper from the Oakley Cannons who came on as a substitute? <laughs> well, let's go back to front. First of all, a 13-year-old goalkeeper. What, what a great moment. The coach, yeah. Chris Taylor, who I know, uh, you know, he, the game was gone, obviously, and, uh, you know, he wanted to... Uh, to give this kid a moment in his life he'll never forget. Knowing Chris, he wouldn't have given it to him if he wasn't good enough, albeit that he probably wasn't physically ready for that level. But um, I think all the players uh, read the script and uh, and made sure that he was... He was so what's okay. that say about this kid then, Mossy? Is he just going to be an out-and-out superstar? I mean, 13. But he looks every bit he of 13. He does thir- look every bit he, of 13. You know what, he looks yeah. 7. Yeah, but He mate, looks so I, tiny, When I first, first saw it, I thought it might have been... Someone had yeah, a you, charity or, yeah, or you or, won it. Yeah, you won it yeah, or, or, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. But then I didn't realise that. Yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 No, look, I don't know too much about it, but but I do know Chris Taylor as a coach and uh, he wouldn't have done it if he didn't have good reasons for it. And, uh, you know, that points to me, to, to the kid. Um, you know, they've got a lot of belief in him as, as a future future star. So um, it was a great moment. And it puts the Australia Cup up in lights as well um, around the world. Which uh, which I think is a great promotion for the for the competition. But going back to Daniel Arzani, was um, keen eye you've got because this guy is back uh, on the rise, and uh, it could be just in time for the World Cup. His career went completely off the rails. Uh, signed with Melbourne City, Manchester City owned his uh, contract, and they loaned him out to Celtic, um, which was a disaster. He did his ACL in the first week or first game that he played for them, and um, he really hasn't been cited since, but he's fit, he's firing, he's playing around players like the Via, the Silva, under Dwight York. He's, he's already said that Dwight has got him in the, the, the greatest shape mentally and physically um, in the last five years. So um, it all goes well, and Graham Arnold, uh, you know, he'll be watching Daniel Arzani with a really keen eye. What Daniel has to do is prove he can play 90 minutes week in, week out, and perform at a top level. And he's got, I think, five games in the, in the A-League uh, to force his way into that uh, squad for Qatar. Just on, Arnie, what did you make of his um, announcement of the extended squad for the New Zealand series? A lot of youth and enthusiasm. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, I, th- I think it's got a good balance. There's 31 players that have got their final chance to press for that squad. Um, the one notable omission, uh, which was expected, of course, was Tom Rogic, who's uh, just signed with West Brom. Albion, um, we, we had the scoop for you on Monday, Loz, didn't we? You did, Bossy. In the championship. I couldn't name the club at that stage. It came out 24 hours later, but um, that's good news. And I, I know that Arnie and Tom have had a clear the air conversation um, that went well. Um, where it goes from here, only, only Tom Rogic's fitness and form will dictate that. At the end of the day, you're going to a World Cup. Um, there'll be a lot of work that needs to happen behind the scenes with regards to culture and probably rebuilding some relationships that not not have been burnt, but certainly uh, tested um, by Tom's uh, late withdrawal from the last two qualifiers. But at the end of the day, at a World Cup, you need your best players at the peak of their powers to uh, to go deeper into the tournament. 
Mossy Premier League this weekend, um, Saturday night. The fixtures, the first of them, um, Aston Villa take on Southampton, then Nottingham take on Fulham. But let's get your multi. What are you most keen on in the Premier League this weekend? Yeah, well, there's three three postponed games. Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, Leeds and Brighton, Crystal Palace. Um, so uh, the games I've gone for, Ryan, I'm going for Villa to get over Southampton at home into Manchester City to beat Wolves away, into Newcastle to beat Bournemouth at home and Arsenal to beat Brentford at home. Sorry, just um, Jared Middleton must be much quicker than me because <laughs> I, I listen to the show and he, he gets it straight up, straight away. I've got West Ham winners. I've got Aston Villa winners. Who else was there? No, 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 not West Ham. So let's go Villa, Man City, Newcastle, Arsenal. Man City. Oh, goodness me. There's 20,000 games to get through here. <laughs> Aston Villa, Man City. Newcastle, Arsenal. Newcastle and Arsenal. He's very good at this, Mido. We've got to give him credit for this. All right, so I've got Aston Villa over Leeds, Man City over Man United, Newcastle over Fulham, and Arsenal over Tottenham. 15. No, that's, Did that's I get wrong, that wrong? Uh, yeah, that's the wrong round. But anyway, it's, it's all good as long as everyone writes down Villa, Man City, Newcastle, Arsenal. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got and the wrong answer. around the six dollar mark. Let me let me delete that one. It's not going to beat your feels, is it? No, you, no, you no I, I can you see it. you working hard on that laptop. You want it? You want to give it out? <laughs> yeah, you know why? Anyway, because Mido does um, it. Yeah, don't, don't worry. No about ways Mido do something I can't do. No way. Don't worry about me trying to fossick around for the odds. Listen, listen to Mossy, and uh, if you miss it, you can listen to it on the uh, the podcast. Anyway, uh, Mossy, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. Good on you guys. Take care. Phil Moss joining us now. As promised, um, some of the earlier tips, and I did write these down correctly. Don't worry about that. Uh, Brad Davidson's best bets for Randwick tomorrow. He's gone race five. Sorry, race six, number five, Zugotcha at a two dollar forty chance, and race two. Number six, Mahogany, a $3 chance. Now, Adam Pangeli, his best bets were race nine, number nine, Benno, and race five, number one, top ranked. Ali Mosley, her best bet was also race nine, number nine, Benno. Her value was race eight, number seven, Overpass. And she also liked it big odds in the first race, race one, number 14, Solero. And she also thought Animo would uh, win the feature race there. And we had Peter Lagogiani, Greyhound trainer. Uh, he's got a, a strong runner in the Million Dollar Chase. And his tips at Richmond tonight, he's tipping race eight, number one, Feel the Chaos at 2.30 in Wentworth Park on Saturday, race seven, number seven, Break Wall. Goodness me, there's more tips than a billiard shop. Jeez, I was going to say, uh, Phil, you've done really well there to write them all but down I can't, and give them I, to our listeners. Mido's got me covered on the, uh, the <laughs> English quick. Premier League multis. Though. He's quick, Mate, Mido. He's quick. Goodness me. You anyway. know what I think Mido does, though? Preps it. Speaks oh, to Mossy beforehand. Yes. Yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, I think that's what he does. He has to. Yeah, he's like, Mossy, tell he, me your tips. and then Yeah, because yeah. if he does it that quick, because even when I was trying to do it, because I was trying to uh, help you there, it doesn't. No chance. No. No. Yeah. So I reckon Mido does the sneaky, gets the multi before... Like he's thinking. Yeah, before we actually know what it is. I saw him on the stage yesterday. 
Someone posted something on social yeah, media. Yeah, Marlowe was down yeah, there Yeah, Lukey Marlowe was on stage with him. So Marlowe goes down and DS's gets left behind. <laughs> mm. I tell you what, between Mido and, and DS, they're probably two of the most sought-after MCs in the business, aren't they? Well, I've heard, I heard good reports this morning about DS's performance yeah, he was in Newcastle. last night. Yeah, but, but mm. Marlowe is getting the flashier gigs. Oh, in front of DS. In front of DS. What? So there could be a bit of animosity between the two. What? That's what I'm hearing. It's DS only a matter of time then before that love affair yeah. goes south. Vice captain, you reckon? I think he's been demoted. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> that and on heavy. the grapevine, I'm hearing that Marlow <clears throat> wants to do wants racing HQ. Mm. Wants to take DS's job. Mm. No, yeah, Lukey wouldn't well, do that. I can't say Stabbing him behind more. his back. Well, that's, you know what? Geez, we're saying, we're, we're we might get DS's right reply after this. Issue. But uh, just a reminder, the Sticky Wings BSB Multi is closing soon. So get involved on uh, the Tab app. It's all at Randwick. Race 6, number 5, Zagotcha Top 2. Race 7, number 3, Animo, the win. Uh, race 8, number 4, Marzu Top 4. All paying $8. Loz's Sticky Wings BSB Multi is up and closing. All right, here he is, the Current host mm. of Racing Current. HQ, mm. Dave Stanley. Morning, Ryan. Morning, uh, Pup, Loz. Good morning, How buddy. How are we this morning? How what's are the, we? Uh, what's the Novotel in Newcastle like versus Crown Casino Crown for uh, Luki? Mate, as I've been saying to you, that, uh, look, you know, Luke, he's, he's a good-looking bloke. He's down there representing the company. Jeez, he's up at the he's, top of the food you chain. You know, he's now, a little white ant, Dave. No, you know he's, he's white right. ant. I thought you two were mates. No. Uh, well, mate, look. What, I what couldn't you, imagine Loz doing that to me. You've got to I realize, wouldn't backstab you've got to realize No chance. No, you've got to realise your strengths. Strengths and weaknesses. And well, you're I mean, conceding. You're giving no, it well, to him. No, no, he's... Uh, I, I, I think he's, he's better suited down there with the suits. Right. Uh, because he just would have been eaten alive last night here in Newcastle. And there were plenty of blokes who wanted to spray him as well about the punters panel multi. <laughs> and now he's just the going... Yes. I'll tell you and what, see, that's for me. And he wouldn't have liked it. He, he doesn't. He doesn't like it when he gets bagged on the multi. And there were people on the attack, and they were going, "Where's that Marlow? Where's that so and so?" So you know what? Probably better. You know, we had Are You Okay Day recently, yeah, and we had. Yeah, you know, we, we talk a lot about that. It's probably better that he was down there being covered by. What does the that suits. say about us and uh, Dave? Like. Well, you'll be brushed because Marlow got the big gig, Clark and I are sitting here yeah. in Sydney. Middo's down there Middo's with the beautiful the people. Mm. All, I, all I'll say to his boys as well is I think the laws we need to look at the next Kosciuszko tour we did because ever since we basled them for the Cosy, yeah. there's been some animosity. There's been some sort True. of, you know. Well, so well, I maybe, got nothing. At least you got, they, down, you got down there with DS. Yeah. Middo oh, gets please. to Melbourne. Oh, I get French's Forest Studio stuck in the pup, prison. Pup, please. Yeah, you've got nothing. Mate, please. I'm in the prison. <laughs> Mate, you've got, you've got a joint that's got 12 rooms. You've got 14 bathrooms. You've got a butler. And your DMs, mate. Anyone, anyone would just love to see your DMs for a week. Loz has seen them. I've seen them. Um, I've got a busy day tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway, let's Ooh, not yes, go there. No, we'll read about that one. Um, I'll read about that Monday. Um, DS, what about this? Yes. Have you got your text line in front of you? I don't, mate. Not at the moment. What's it saying? Morning, <laughs> You're fellas. Not much. You ready? <laughs> Morning, fellas. Your big mate DS did an outstanding job at last night's Calcutta. But yep. as MC and is a natural on the microphone. Yep. That said, <laughs> but WTF <laughs> is going on with his hair. Yeah, as a I result know. of his hair, hairdo, he has a new nickname, Perry. 
Perry Comover. Perry Comover. <laughs> Mate, do you want Ricky Ponning's number? Get Mate, a bit of the uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. Mate, any any endorsements out there? Would you go the rug? Yeah. Oh, why not? Okay. Well, well you're still Loz, young. Loz I think I'm still going to get a yeah. Now, you know? They'll give yeah. you a free deal for sure. Go the rug. But well, are you Loz, willing to do the rug. the rug? So I'll go and get. I'll, I'll uh, go and see Loz's man. I don't know whether I could look at you when you first walked into the room with a new <laughs> rug, though. Are we going to be? Who is? You know that bowler that got the rug? Dougie Bollinger. Bollinger. That's it. Yeah, they pulled it off one night in India. 2020 game. He got a wicket. Suresh Rayner went and pulled his hair. The whole rug come off. Yeah. Why not? You don't want to get you don't want to get the plugs though, DS. That looks like you got doll's hair. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Well, mate, whatever, whatever you blokes recommend, we'll go and do. I it, think you why. should. I think I don't think you're ready. For, I think you're too young to shave it. I think you got to go a rug for at least ten right. years, and then you can go okay. the bald shave. Yeah. Hey, hey DS, right. can you do me a favour this morning on Racing HQ? Can you please give out Dean Lester's tips? Because I've had 20,000 people this morning asking for Mate, Dean Lester's tips. I don't, I, don't know, get... I don't know where Dean's tips are. Where does Mido get them? See, Text Jamie. Jamie was going to get them yeah. for us. Oh, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. She's going to organise it for us. All right, okay, we'll if, try if and get Dean. If you can track them down, honestly. I'll try. I'm just going to get hate marks for not reading out Dean Lester's tips. I don't know where they are. That's what I mean. Wait till they start tweeting you, Ryan. They'll start tweeting you, mate. Where are they? Where are they? Hey, we've got the punters panel today. We've got Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Richard Callender, and also Mick Gannon. We're looking at this meeting tomorrow. We probably see the two best horses in the country going around here. We see the two best horses in Animo. And also in uh, relation to Zaki. What's funny? What's funny? Oh, oh, just another text, another text coming. message. No, it's in, support, you, it's in support of you. <laughs> just it's having Emery a crack, Marlo. Having <laughs> a crack and Luke. Put, put it this way. They're hoping that you're more than the current host <laughs> yeah. of the race. They're hoping Bag that you stay on for a very long time. <laughs> get Marlo. Love, love you, Mar- Lukey. Get Marlo to read the text line. <laughs> <laughs> Marlo, the text line. Hey, uh, boys, before I let you go, just um, in regards to Newcastle, here today as well. They got a little bit of rain here last night, but as blue skies are uh, absolutely going to be packed here this afternoon. It'll be a pretty loose day, so if you are heading along to the Cup, Dwayne uh, Dallas sort of said, get here nice and early. Uh, there will obviously be queues out the front, um, but once everyone's in and sorted, it's going to be a great day. Ryan, Pup, Loz, enjoy your weekend. I can't wait to read about you in the competition. Oh, have, now, a, have a good weekend. Oh. Everyone should enjoy their Saturday, Is please. it going to be good? Is it going to be good, Loz? I'll speak to you on Monday. Oh, mate. Loz? No, 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 no. Is it going to be good, Loz? You'll read about it, put it that way. Monday. Oh, mate. Is it going to be good? You're not going to be wearing like an RM Williams in Ram Khan. It'll be a story that keeps growing. Put it that way. Enjoy your weekend. I like it. Punt responsibly. See you, boys.